Crypto arbitrage has become a huge business in South Africa. Companies like Currency Hub were set up to help South Africans buy cryptos like Bitcoin at a discount on overseas exchanges and sell them in South Africa at a profit. And that's exactly what arbitrage is, buying cheap in one market and selling it at a higher price in another. It used to be the case that you could make 4 to 5% on a trade, but that profit margin has dropped to between 1% and 3% in the last few years. That's still attractive enough to make it worthwhile for thousands of people to do every day. Last week, it was announced that market leader in this space, OVEX, had decided to exit crypto arbitrage. The reason being that it accounts for just about 6% of its total business. Well, Currency Hub's phones have been ringing off the hook since that announcement, as people want to know. Is the crypto market dying? Is it because Bitcoin has been dropping? Is regulation around the corner? And will it squash the crypto arbitrage market out of existence? Joining us to discuss what is happening in the world of crypto arbitrage is David Forello, Head of Operations at Currency Hub. Welcome, David. Let's start by unpacking some of these questions. Is crypto arbitrage the market? Is it dying or will it be around for a while? What's your take on that? Yeah, so Kieran, the simple answer to that is no, it's not dying. Most certainly here and live. Um, we can actually go back to December, November, where we saw the premium around one to one and a half percent. And that was the lowest we saw it all year. I know a lot of our competitors were not trading at that level, but because of our operations and having everything in-house, we continued to, to trade and we lowered our fees as a result and basically did the arbitrage for free and gave our clients back 1% net on average for the month. And going into January, I was thinking with the new supply of, of crypto arbitrage trades coming into the market with the new calendar year, I was expecting that to go lower. But as a result, we, it almost doubled. And now we say we sat at about 2.5% on average for for January. Currency Hub is one of several crypto arbitrage players in the market, but you've got something fairly unique about that. I want you to explain what that is. Sure. So I think maybe yeah, I can unpack the reason why Currency Hub is um, unique uh, relative to our competitors. Um, so the first one would be that, you know, our one entity um, is an FSP and houses a number of FSP licenses that allows us to manage part of the arbitrage service that fits within the traditional financial services uh, sector, such as the booking of Forex for our clients. Okay, number two, it's the Forex intermediary license, which allows us to facilitate our clients' FX outward payments to the offshore beneficiary bank to purchase the cryptocurrencies offshore. Okay, now having this license brings a number of positives to our service. One being that it increases the gross premium and you no longer need to use a third-party Forex broker and pay them for that service. Our FX desk is dedicated to the arbitrage service, and thus we ensure that we have the fastest onboarding, client onboarding, and the quickest settlement times with very little operational risk as a result. Okay? Um, the third being that the client only has to speak to currency hub and not multiple service providers throughout the supply chain. We are also able to, like you mentioned earlier, that we are able to trade up to three times a day. Now, this is very unique in the market, and this allows us to basically lock in arbitrage trades when we see a spike in the premium momentarily throughout the day. Okay, so that's huge for us and our clients. And then last but not least, we we hedge the forex exposure, and that's also a very important part of the the service. And that means that we that move in the rand dollar or rand euro. Um, does not affect the client's return. And so this makes us a pure crypto arbitrage uh, service provider. 
All right. So just to be clear on this one point, so you're hedging the forex risk. So that means that uh, whatever happens, as you mentioned earlier, the rand strengthening in December, that would not affect you when you're doing a crypto arbitrage because there can be eight hours or 10 hours involved. Yep. And, and of course, the currencies can move dramatically during that period of time. So you've hedged that forex risk out. There were periods That's last right. year when the, the the Bitcoin arbitrage gap moved to about eight, uh, even 10, maybe higher. Maybe you can refresh my memory on that one. But does that mean that you would be able to jump on an opportunity like that? When you see the spike, when all of a sudden you've got a 10% opportunity to make a profit and you can grab that three times in a single day. That's correct. So that actually happened over the weekend. Now, remember, the weekend, the Forex market is closed. So you can't trade traditional Forex, and therefore you can't lock in the Forex for clients on weekends. So, But if that happens during the week, we most certainly can. All right. Now, you talk about these allocations that people have, which kicked in from January. Just explain what that is. It's called the single discretionary allowance and the foreign investment allowance. Explain that. Sure, yeah. So the SDA is your single discretionary allowance. That's your 1 million rand uh, allowance that you're allowed to take out of the country per calendar year without tax clearance. And then the FIA is your foreign investment allowance, which you are able to take up to 10 million rand per calendar year, but you will require tax clearance from SARS. Okay, so you've got a total of 11 million rand per year that you can actually do crypto arbitrage with. And, and what you were saying is that in December, we saw the, the, the crypto arbitrage gap or the ARB reduced to about one and a half, one point six percent gross. That's before the, any costs come off. And it did widen up a little bit in January. So maybe just explain, is, is that because the allocations that people have uh, on the single discretionary allowance, that's the one million per year, that expires every December 31st and you get a new allocation come 1st of January. So people have more time and they're not trying to race to use up their allocation. Is that correct? That's 100%. I'm, I, I agree with that that view. So I think there's also, remember, you've got to remember the tax year. So the tax year comes to an end at the end of February. So I know that a lot of a lot of clients do wait for one March to begin their trading again so that you're not hit with a large income tax bill as a result of doing the ARB twice in one in one financial tax year. But yeah, that's that's kind of that's that's my assumption. I did see having had a look at it in the last few days that the crypto arbitrage gap had widened to about two point six percent gross, and it has been at three percent. So there, there definitely is some profit in that. Uh, is that your experience? Is that the, the, the gap has widened? Yes. So coming into January, the first couple of days it was um, it was uh, depressed, but then it opened up to about two point five percent on average, and we've seen it uh, hovering there for the most of January. So I think the, the market dynamics have changed slightly. You know, you've, you've got algo, algos and, and traders who use bots and, and, and algos that have, that have kind of become a bit more smarter and more receptive to foreign currency, rand dollar moves and any Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, any cryptocurrency move. It's very receptive. So these market makers have kind of become smarter. And as a result, they immediately move that arbitral or that premium level moves with any any move in those in those assets so it's very difficult to take advantage of um or it's very hard to get a very big increase in the premium as a result of a more mature market smarter market i know that some of your competitors are saying that you can make three hundred thousand rand per year in crypto arbitrage that is if you arbitrage your full allocation of 11 million rand per year and i know you have a problem with this claim a profit of three hundred thousand. what are realistic expectations for people getting into this market yeah, so I think it's important to understand that cryptocurrencies aren't regulated yet. So, you know, you can say one thing and, and the there's no regulator to kind of put you in place. Um, 
So I think it's a bit overstated. We like to under-promise, over-deliver. That has always been my my case. So in terms of competitors of ours that are that are claiming that they can make three hundred thousand rand a year, this is these are the guys that are probably not hedged, and it's very highly unlikely that you're going to get three hundred thousand rand. The guys that were not hedged were basically making losses and therefore you can't call yourself an arbitrage provider if you're, if you're posting losses right because arbitrage is supposed to be risk-free so if you're unhedged in this market then especially with a low premium environment you can post losses okay i remember back in the day and we spoke about this before in 2017 when the arbitrage gap was as high as 20 percent, even 30 percent on occasion i mean you you could you could mint money in in those kind of conditions explain to those who don't know why there is this arbitrage opportunity and why we are seeing the profitability of crypto arbitrage decline from about four to five percent as it was in previous years down to about one to three percent yes so the the main reason for the arbitrage opportunity in south africa is due to our exchange control laws so basically that enables what we spoke about earlier the single discretionary allowance and foreign investment allowance caps individuals at 11 million rand per calendar year that you can take offshore okay therefore there's a supply demand constraint in terms of liquidity in south africa for for crypto you can only access up to that amount offshore and then your your cap you can no longer get any more offshore added to that the reserve bank is not allowing corporates companies to purchase cryptocurrencies offshore okay and that is where the majority of the money sits so if they were allowed to do that the premium would go to zero on day one, in my view. All right. In my intro, I mentioned that OVEX has just announced that they're exiting this market, the crypto arbitrage market. Now, that doesn't mean they're exiting crypto. It's just the arbitrage side of it. Many people may read this as a preemptive move because the arbitrage profit gap, or what's called the ARB, is declining and may eventually go to zero. Or perhaps that regulation may be just around the corner. What's your reading of this? Why, why are they doing this? Yeah, so OVEX, we've been dealing with OVEX for a couple of years now on, on many parts of our business. And I think for them, it's um, they've, they've, they've done such an amazing job in terms of educating clients and, and bringing the education about crypto arbitrage and making it mainstream, put it that way. Um, but in terms of their move to, to switch off their automated arbitrage um, service, it's not due to the declining or the, the fact that it's going to zero. It's more about allocating their resources um, to and their, their their core model, and they've basically said they've announced to the market that they want to focus on being a global OTC desk and prime broker. So I think it's just a smart move in terms of reallocating resources because it is even though arbitrage on a high level looks very uh, simple, underneath it there's a lot of resources that has to go into it. So it's it, it, it's resource intense. They're just reallocating uh, those resources to their primary core business. There are risks involved in crypto arbitrage. I just want to make sure that we we understand each other here. Now, maybe you can just walk us through the key risks and how you go about mitigating that. Sure. Yeah, I know we touched on a few, but let me just unpack it now. So first one, probably the biggest one for us is counterparty risk. Okay. So we deal with authorized dealers who are essentially the banks that, um, that we integrated with to send the forex that we purchased for our clients offshore. So that's counterparty risk. Currency hub is counterparty risk. And then any um, exchange, be it electronic or OTC desk that we sell and buy cryptocurrency from, that's counterparty risk too. Okay. Then the second one would be price risk. Now we deal with um, mostly stable coins now. Basically, if we used to use Bitcoin or Ethereum, 
then you would be exposed to Bitcoin and Ethereum price risk. We don't do that anymore. It's mostly stable coins, and therefore we mitigate the price risk from that. What we also, the, another risk is the Forex um, risk, and that's your RAND dollar exchange rate or RAND euro exchange rate, depending on what Forex you purchase. That's a risk, but we mitigate that by providing the client with a hedge solution. Okay, so you, you're basically arbitraging stable coins, and a stable coin is a, a form of a crypto which is backed by a, a hard asset like the RAND or the US dollar. And so this crypto arbitrage exists even in stable coins, right? That's correct, yeah. So it exists across all crypto, all premium, all cryptocurrencies in South Africa are priced at a premium. So no matter what you're trading in, it's a premium. There's a premium there. David, final question. How do people find Currency Hub? Yeah, so you can go to our website. It's www.currencyhub.co.za. Um, you can, we've got a, you know, videos on the explaining people how the ARB works and um, lots of content on there to read. And you can register for the arbitrage service um, on, on our website. Thank you very much, David Ferrello. That was David Ferrello from Currency Hub.